Game Doubt is brought to you by Patreons over at patreon.com slash game doubt. If you want to support me and get my content early, then head over to patreon.com slash game doubt. In today's episode of Game Doubt, we're going to be talking about a game that I have had a love affair for a good five years. Yes, it's basically the game that kind of kicked off, no, not kind of, it did kick off my streaming and everything else that goes with it. This is my love affair with Guild Wars 2. So you may have noticed that I've been doing some different pieces, but lucky for everyone, these story pieces are back. This is all about my time and uh, with Guild Wars 2, I don't really know how to even really go through this one without, you know, it bringing a bit of a lump to my throat in places because Guild Wars 2 has done a lot and did do a lot for me. Now, I want to stress and explain that I don't want people to think that they should be going on my opinion whether they should be buying the game or not. Guild Wars 2 is free to play. The base game is free, completely and utterly free, and you can get the the core vanilla experience of what Guild Wars 2 has to offer for not paying a penny. And that's the best price, right? Of course. Yes, you'll be bombarded with wanting them to buy the expansions and everything else that goes with it, but at least you'll know if you want to spend more time in this MMORPG. What I want to do, as always with these stories, is to give you my opinion and how I felt playing this game and the fact that I haven't played it properly for a good two years is going to have an impact on how I feel going forward in this. So without further ado, do grab yourself a cup of tea and let's well let's go to Tyria. and Tyria has a lot to offer for a player of any kind casual veteran or however you want to describe yourself in an mmorpg that's right that's what guild wars 2 is it's in the same genre as world of warcraft as final fantasy 14 elder scrolls online but it has a big difference to a lot of them You see, Guild Wars 2 released in 2012, and it wanted to change the landscape. It didn't want you to have to pay a monthly subscription. It wanted you to be able to buy the game and have that as your entry level. That's right, Guild Wars 2 was a buy-to-play MMO, something we hadn't really seen. And I believe Guild Wars 1 followed the same model. You see, as I said, buy-to-play is a big difference for someone like me who had never really played MMOs and was looking at things like World of Warcraft and all of these kind of games and you think to yourself well do I really want to be involved in that kind of game paying for the game each month and then having to pay well when expansions came out so every time a new expansion dropped you paid your 30 40 pounds and then you paid each month. I didn't want that. I wasn't I wasn't that the kind of life. You see, here's the thing. A friend of mine, as I said in the Destiny 2 one, spoke to me about Guild Wars 2 and said, you might want to have a look at this. And I said, no, no, an MMORPG is not for me. I don't want to be paying monthly. And he said, no, it's buy to play. £35 is what Guild Wars 2 cost me back in August 2013. No, earlier than that, a bit earlier than that. And I 
got the disc and I've still got the hard copy of this. Not that it matters because it's an online client, but still got that hard online, uh, that hard copy of Guild Wars 2 that I bought all those years ago. My code inside, my original username, password, all that kind of stuff etched into the case. And this was my start. This was the beginning of, well, the next five years. You see, what Guild Wars 2 did was transport me to Tyria. It transported me to a world where I met people. I got involved in guilds, running missions, dungeons, fractals. I was hooked, and hooked hard I was. You see, that's the thing about this game. It was addictive, it was different, and I spent hours. I, the last time I checked in Guild Wars 2, I think I clocked up around 8,000 hours on my what was my main and my engineer. And that is mind-boggling to me in 2020. It's an absolute insane amount of time put into a character, but then again, is it? We know, I know of many people who have spent a lot, lot longer in these games than I have. But still, for me, who don't play this game anymore, that's a long time. So let's go over the full course, if you like, of what you can do in Guild Wars, what you would expect if you played this game today. Well, not only did they want to set a different president with the buy-to-play model, they wanted to change how you interacted and did things in an MMORPG. You see, a classic MMORPG has you going from person to person, quest to quest, going to this person, bringing that quest back, and, and so on, and rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat as you go up through the levels. Well, Guild Wars 2 didn't want none of that. It was all about you walking up to an area, and all of a sudden a heart would kind of come up, and that was your mission quest. You didn't have to go and speak to somebody. You could and get some filler text, and they would give you the quest, but they were called hearts. And you could get these things and you could enjoy them if you like. But the other thing you could do was just walk in. Someone else was doing it. It would pop up on you, your UI and you would do it. You'd get completion for it and then walk off. You didn't need to talk to said person here or said person there and then take your wolf pelts back over there. That didn't need to be done. You see, that was one of the greatest strengths of Guild Wars 2 and still is to this day. That ability to allow you just to wander into the zones and just enjoy it. It's an instance-based MMO. Instant-based MMO in places, they're all zones. It's not a true sandbox because the maps are zone-based. They're level-based. They will keep you in certain areas at certain times and will let you progress as you go through. You see, and that's that's good. That's nice. It keeps you in the right areas. And all these areas have lots of little things to do, from hidden jumping puzzles to vistas to explore. And the vistas set this game off at its peak because it's gorgeous. It's stunning. It's one of the best-looking MMOs you'll see today. It truly is. The particle effects, the, the character models, the green grass, the shadows, the water detail. It's a good looking MMO for a game that's now eight years old, coming up to eight years old. So what else? What else can you do? I hear you cry. You've just joined the world of Tyria. And at that joining point, here you are looking at the character select screen going, what is this? You can pick from five races, human, 
like all MMOs or fantasy games, there'll always be a human. Always, always. You can pick human. You can pick tree-like or salad, as they are nicknamed, a Silvari, born from an elder dragon. And we'll get to the stories in Elder Dragon shortly. You can pick the short, brainy midgets, the Azura. You can pick the cat-like creatures, the Char, or you can pick the big Viking-style uh, Norse Norns, and that's your that's your races. And each race has a personal story up to about level thirty, and then you join a bigger quest to defeat the Elder Dragon Zaitan. And that's how it goes. So once you've picked your race, you then pick your class and without the expansion you have eight classes to choose from with the expansion there is nine and these these classes have specializations but the classes so if you've got the expansions and you're sitting there looking at the screen of nine classes you should have in front of you on the top line would be warrior guardian revenant the revenant is the class that comes with the heart of thorns expansion you then got below that the medium armor class, which I believe from the top of my head goes engineer, ranger, thief, and then below that is your your uh, um, your light armor classes. You've got mesmer, elementalist, and then off the top of my head, oh my god, necromancer. I think it goes necromancer, elementalist, mesmer. Mesmer's the unique class to Guild Wars Two. Pink, purpley butterflies pinging around and you can disappear and go here everywhere and cause mass confusion across the battlefield elementalist does exactly what it says on the tin it's an elementalist if you've played mage base characters you'll know what this does necromancer again very simple staple of fantasy start games raising the dead dropping these wells to cause mass panic and power Mass panic and power. No, mass panic and damage is the best way to put that. In your medium armor classes, you've got the thief. Again, staple. But with the thief, it's all about movement and fast movement, fast combat. Ranger, you and your pet exploring the outer worlds and taking down the bad. Engineer is the class that I main for the majority of the five years. And this is where I my bread and butter you're putting down traps, you're, you're putting down um, turrets, using potions to help you get stronger. And this kind of different style of um, attack, always good fun. And then you have your heavy armor classes, warrior, simple, staple of any RPG, guardian, very paladin-like, and then the revenant, master of like a, a darker art, if you like, and able to tap into some of the gods, and they were your classes. So you've got your race, you've got your class, and then you choose like a personal story path of how your character goes through its personal story arc to then join up the bigger fight. And these were all really unique, incredible things that kept you going inside this game. And that's good. That's what you want. It's It ticks a lot of boxes. You've got a buy-to-play model no subscription. Yes, there's a gem store. Yes, you can pay for different bits and pieces on the gem store. It's cosmetic. It's not going to give you an advantage. Then you have your race, or your class, sorry, nine to choose from. 
pick one and away you go. And if you own the game, not not on a not on the free to play model, you can get five character slots, make a character go into the PvP arena and all your skills are unlocked. And we'll dive into PvP shortly, but that's something that you can do and test this class out if you wish. So you've got your race, you've got your class. What's next? Well, with that goes into your leveling, doing your hearts, as I said earlier, leveling to level 80. That's the max level. And then you get a new progression system that came in with Heart of Thorns. So there's plenty of progression to get your teeth into. You see, unlike other MMOs, Guild Wars 2 doesn't have a gear grind. You get to Ascended Gear, which is a, a, like a pinky color. It's the one above exotic, and that's that's it. That's your top. There's no gear grind like things like the Division 2 or Destiny or World of Warcraft, Final Fantasy. None of this. There's no gear grind. They wanted to be different. They wanted to try something different. And I think this is probably where some of it falls off for some people because you don't have that kind of constant update to your character. Once you hit Ascended... And there is legendary armor in the game, but it has the same stats as Ascended. So all of a sudden, you kind of feel a bit like, well, I don't really need to go for legendary armor. It's a bit of fluff, if you know what I mean. And that's the thing. It's not a bad thing because it allows people to, they don't want to go for legendary armor. It allows people to still be able to compete and play the game modes because they've got that armor. So there's no gear grind. So you're probably thinking, well, What's the loop? Where's the gameplay loop? And there are a few different modes. You have dungeons. Dungeons are part of the core experience. A free-to-play player gets access to the dungeons and the fractals. The fractals are harder-type dungeons, and they introduce a new mechanic called agony. And I just want to stop and talk about dungeons, because Guild Wars 2's development team, ArenaNet, really, for me, dropped the ball with dungeons. Dungeons are... One of these experiences that could help new players understand mechanics. Because Guild Wars 2 has some fantastic deep mechanics with its combat. You see, the combat isn't like any other MMO. It's not tab targeting where you have to stand and cast. No, it's full-on action-based. So if you've picked your class and you've picked your race, what happens is you can then get your weapon. And certain classes can have certain weapons. So we'll use the engineer as an example because I know the engineer, or I did, inside out. And the engineer can have, with its specialization, depending on what you pick, and we'll get to them shortly, a sword, or it can have a, um, a pistol. It can have um, two pistols. It can have a hammer and, and so on, or a rifle. And what that weapon does is it gives you three main skills and then an offhand skill so three main hand two offhand and then you have a healing skill which is a class specific skill and then uh, yeah a class specific skill and then you have class skills so if you use grenades you can have grenades bomb grenade kit bomb kit and so on and these kits change into more weapons and that's how the engineer works you tie in your weapons with like grenades and you cause havoc that way and each class is able to use a main hand weapon and an offhand weapon, which gives them these um, these skills. But then you have your class specific skills, which then boost or cause damage or protect you. Those kind of things. 
and it's a real different, it's a real risk reward combat because you want to be in there on the enemy, dropping all your skills and giving it some. Yes, you have your cooldowns, but there's no global cooldown. There's no global cooldowns. It's full on fast paced action combat. And it's a big change to any MMO. And it's refreshing and it's amazing. It really is truly special. And that's some of the good stuff. So back to dungeons, you see, within this combat, you have things like blast finishes that stack something called might and might build your power. You have the ability to cause stealth through blast finishes, you know, cause healing. And what you could do to teach your new players is improve on these mechanics. And people have to stack might or stack healing or stack something. But you could teach your player base that through dungeons, but they came out a couple of years ago and said that dungeons weren't being developed for anymore. I don't know if they've stopped completely now, but still, I really think that's something they dropped the ball on. Then you have Fractals. Fractals of the Mist are um, dungeons, five-player dungeons. Up to level 10, they are very similar to the dungeons that I've just described. You know, they're, they're there and they do their job. After level 10, in your fractals, because they scale from 1 to 100, you get an interesting mechanic called Agony. And then as you go on, you get these Gambit-style things. Fractals are incredible. Some of the best dungeons you'll find in Guild Wars 2 are within fractals. And these progressively get harder. The Agony hurts the more you, um, the further you go. You need to build into Agony resistant into your gear, so you could then basically do these these fractals and in here you can get something you know that will allow you to min max your gear it won't how do i put it it won't give you the greatest dps boost but it's there if you want to min max your gear it's there there's no gear grind per se but there's this um ascended material that will allow you to improve your stats ever so slightly in some direction so that's the crux of the core experience. And also involved in the core, core experience is specializations. You see, every class has a specialization tree. And these specializations uh, give you different, you know, improve different skills. And they, they help you do things. And with Heart of Thorns and Path of Fire came new specializations and you can only have one of these special specializations equipped at one time so engineer gets holo smith from path of fire but scrapper from um heart of thorns the scrapper's got little drones that fly around and help them the holo smith has this whole new setup to it that causes more power through burning that you burn yourself to cause more power it's a really complicated and quite fun mechanic but that's where you build your build build your build build your character's build you know each class has specializations and then the bottom tree is reserved if you want to use one of these specializations from the expansions and it's kind of a nice unique way of instead of adding multiple classes like you see in other mmos it allows them to expand the class they've got and allow you to have a different flavor to your favorite class. So they have nine classes, but they have multiple specializations. And currently, balance seems, from what I'm told, seems to be in a good place. You know, lots of builds work in open world. Lots of builds are working in the dungeon content. There is one other piece of content that I haven't really talked about. Well, 
two, two. Open world. So you have your map completion. You have all of this open world to explore. You have world bosses, strike missions. There's so much to do to keep you invested in Guild Wars 2. It's unbelievable. You know, you can run around for hours going around collecting loot from world bosses. And when I was playing, there used to be, or there even may still be world boss timers active where you'd have a world boss timer, you jump into a map and you would annihilate the world boss and move on to the next one. And you would do that as a guild. And that was fun. You know, you'd do it with your friends, you'd get on Discord or TeamSpeak at the time and you'd just chill and you'd jump from world boss to world boss to world boss. And it was a lot of fun. I had a personal friend who'd play Guild Wars 2 as well and we were up to like 1, 2 o'clock in the morning playing Guild Wars because it was fun. And then Heart of Thorns came out and a new piece of content came out and it changed how Guild Wars 2 was. It changed the fabric of what Guild Wars 2 stood for. Arena introduced raids. That's what they introduced. And they always said one of their things was they didn't want to be like other MMOs where you had to wait for a healer, wait for a tank. But these raids needed healers. They needed tanks. And each class can heal and each class can tank and those kind of things. But this time they needed classes that could do those dedicated roles. And it did punch a lot of the community in the gut. Because, yes, we wanted raids. We wanted these 10-man missions. But we were hoping for something a bit different. But they kind of fell down the same tropes. And it's not a bad thing. The raids that I've done and I've competed, I haven't done many... They are fun. They are, you know, good mechanic style raids, but you still do need a healer in the form of a druid, I think, or other classes. And what you're seeing now is Arena Net are balancing so other classes can take that role. And for a while, though, it was. You needed the druid to do healing. And it was quite disappointing in places. But it didn't shy me away. I wanted to play more and continue and build upon the characters that I was playing and, and be involved in the guilds more. And you could run these missions for guilds to improve your guild hall, which is like an area where your guild could meet up. And there were some of the best times I had in Guild Wars too, But it did fall off. But I still question why. You see, currently I'm playing things like The Division 2. And, you know, those kind of games where we have a gear grind and I'm loving every second of it. I'm loving actually trying to min max a build, but actually knowing that I'm rolling stats and I'm trying to find the next big thing, you know, and when I when an exotic weapon or it drops yeah, an exotic weapon drops, it feels exciting because I know that that's going to make a big difference. You see, for me, Guild Wars 2 loses appeal in places because of you haven't got that excitement of when a big weapon drops or a big piece of gear drops that makes a real difference to your gear and to your build and how you're playing or, or, a, or something drops that changes how you want to play. So, and... I think that's what, for me, it's missing. You see, I've kind of gone backwards. Guild Wars 2 was my first MMO. It was my first experience into this. And as I've kind of 
grown out of it if you like i've sat back and gone actually i do like to spend my time in games like the division where i can spend hours deep diving into a build and perfecting it to the point where i'm happy and i think that's something that is missing maybe i'm wrong maybe i'm just one man's opinion i have a keyboard and you can call me a butthole all you like but that's how i feel i want to round this piece off by saying that arena made a fantastic game it is an incredible game it's a fantastic experience from start to finish it has problems the personal story is poor you know and the story that goes through the core game is pretty crap but overall the game itself is good it's addictive and it is fun especially if you haven't played an MMO before i should have mentioned as well earlier it has a pvp you know it has a really cool pvp experience because it's not gear based here I am saying I want gear grind, but actually I like gear grind in my PvE, but my PvP I like Guild Wars. Because what Guild Wars does is it makes your character level 80 and basically gives everyone the same gear and basically puts it on skill. It's about how well you know your class, when to pop a cooldown, when to pop a skill when it's off cooldown, or do you just drop everything? It's all about how you build your character. Yes, there's a meta. Yes, there's better than others. But my God, the PvP is actually all right. You know, and that's skill-based PvP, not if I've got better gear, I'm just going to trash you anyway. So that's kind of it. That's my love affair explained in what is probably roughly about half an hour. And I could probably waffle on more, but... Actually, I think if you're looking for a game and you want to play something that's free, I can't recommend it enough. I can't, honestly. It is a great experience. And it's a solid, solid game, honestly. So if you are in the market for a new MMO, give it a download. Give it a try. It's free. You've got nothing to lose. Or if you're a you know you've been away from the the fold for a long time, jump back see what's different, because the stories have got better, the gameplay is still as good, and the community is actually a solid community. I want to thank you all for listening to my ramblings on Guild Wars Two. This has been Richard, and this has been a Game Doubt show. Thank you for subscribing. If you could leave a review, uh, that'd be amazing. Head over to iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from, and you can download this show. If you wish, you can head over to anchor.fm slash gamesout and subscribe to it there. Or you can download the Anchor app. Leave me a voice note. It's available on Google Play and the iOS store. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And I'll speak to you all soon on the next Game Down. Bye-bye.